Ephesians chapter 6. As I mentioned earlier, we're talking about the armour of God, and which is a famous, famous uh, bit of Ephesians, probably a bit that some of us may know well. Some of us may not, you may not know what I'm talking about, so you, you'll, you'll find out today. Um, so Ephesians chapter 6, and I'm going to start at verse 10, which even itself says finally, you know, so even Paul is realising he's getting to the end here, so that's, um, that's good news. Uh, and so let me read that to you from verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armour of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you've done everything, to stand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled round your waist, and the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of, arrows of the evil one. Take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And, in, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all of the Lord's people. Pray also for me, that whenever I speak words, words may be given to me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I would declare it fearlessly, as I should. Titius, the dear brother and faithful servant of the Lord, will tell you everything so that you also may know how I am and what I am doing. I am sending him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are and that he may encourage you. Peace to the brothers and sisters and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love. It's just um, interesting there is at the end it talks about pray um, pray for the, the saints where does it say that now oh, I've lost it now make all kinds of prayers and requests uh, for the Lord's people and, and it's good to do that when we gather together as we did this morning it's good to, uh, to, to pray for people that need to pray praying for us which is all of us okay it's good so Finally, the last section of Ephesians, as Paul says here, finally, it starts off there. And um, here's an open question. I'm sure we can answer this. How, how many of us recognise that in the world we live in, there is a struggle between good and evil? Yeah, we, we, we're, we can agree with that. Yeah. Um, how many people would you, would you recognise there is a struggle of good and, and evil within themselves? Yeah, there's that kind of tug in, in us um, and, and actually so therefore we're part of the problem as well as part of the solution aren't we a lot of the time um, and how many of us recognise that Jesus is the one who is victorious overall yes. we recognise that okay good that means we're in church that's good 
Okay, um, and and so this passage really is is talking in language, obviously, that is talking of this struggle, talking of this fight, this battle between good and evil, and it talks about here the what what is head headed the the armor of God, um, which is a necessary thing in a world where there is evil, and where there is uh, dark forces and and things that are. Uh, sort of powerful realities of, of things that are not um, that are not good that are not good despite what people might say uh, that, that is the way it is so I was wondering again throwing it out to you now you might need to give me some more specific examples give me some types of spiritual struggle that you may have encountered some you know it talks here of the day of evil we have, if you go if you spend time in some types of churches they will talk about spiritual warfare has everyone anyone come across that term spiritual warfare or spiritual attack those are words that you might hear used in church but can you put that into some reality for me tell me how that might you, you might have encountered that you don't have to give me personal details but just give me some what do we mean by that open to the floor go on self doubt self doubt okay Yeah. 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 So that's not something where somebody's coming whacking you yeah. in the face with a with a, a fist. So emotionally, and you're spot on. There's so many people in this world that have a doubt. Yeah. Uh, probably all of us. It's in some on some level uh, that there is a doubt. Yeah. So that and that can be really used as a spiritual thing. Yeah. Brilliant. Good start. Starting point. Yes. So. Um, <clears throat> When you are out and about in your day and you see somebody becoming very angry at yep. a situation between people mm-hmm. getting to a stage where actually it's quite it's out of control, it's quite scary. You mm-hmm. wonder whether that person who's very angry is actually going to do something violent mm-hmm. towards somebody else. Mm-hmm. Then my understanding would be as a Christian that you'd be able to stand there and pray and start saying to the enemy, you need to stop what you're doing mm-hmm. um, because of the power that we have with yes. Jesus, in Jesus' name. So we're seeing evil working through unhealed anger, I suppose, in people. Yeah, yeah. situations yeah. where you just think this is going to become something that is mm. not going to be helpful for that person. It yeah. feels very unsafe. Yeah. Um, in my job, I'm with people that are in quite, they're quite vulnerable for yeah. me, and sometimes... There will be things expressed that you think, well, that's between the couple, and you think, well, something's not quite right, right here. Again, as a Christian, I would think, well, God, why have they come to me? Why am I the person they're seeing mm-hmm. today? Partly to pray for them in that moment and mm-hmm. pray after that God come, and whatever it is that is the enemy is just wanting to bring in that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does know, make sense. Yeah. a lot of jargon, but I think out in the world, when you've seen, that's what we were encouraged to do to realize that we had a choice that we could engage in something that before maybe you'd think oh I'm just going to leave the shop now or yes. I'm just going to leave that situation okay. if I'm able to walk away from it to yeah. actually think oh god I could stop <coughs> yeah so well, you're saying like so the, you're the in Jesus and you know, like this, but just kind of being very aware that we carry Jesus in us yeah 
And also, I mean, here it says that we don't fight against flesh and blood because the, the easy thing is that, you know, if you see somebody punching somebody else, you go in and punch them back, you know. And if you watch the rugby like I did yesterday, you know, once one player gets a bit in with the other, then the whole team piles in <laughs> because that is a very flesh and blood thing that's going on there on a rugby field. Um, but it's saying here, as, as Brian is kind of talking about here, that we don't flesh, we, we understand that there's something going beyond, on, beyond, the, the fisticuffs, if you like, or even the shouting at one another. There is some, there's something controlling that that we need to recognise. Yeah, that, that sort of... Did you... Anna, yeah, I did. I was just going to say that, um, you know, um, <clears throat> that sometimes we can sort of like live in the past and go, well, if I hadn't done this, or, mm-hmm. or you know, if, if things had worked out a bit different, or if um, in, the, in the future I can do this and I can do that... <coughs> Whereas um, that sometimes can fuel people's anxiety and mm-hmm. depression. Whereas if they try to live in the present, yeah. you know, and live within knowing that God is in their heart, that you know, try not to live in the past or the future, but live yeah. in the present, and then it it's can be. Uh, yeah, well, I tell you what, you, you're, you're, you see, I love the childlike way of doing this from Isabel. She just identified this is the problem. You two have identified the problem and are trying to solve the problem as well, which is fine. We'll come to that in a minute. But that's, uh, <laughs> but do you see, so uh, we're very, very good at kind of trying to solve problems when actually, yeah, I'm not saying when actually, that, that's one thing. But any, any other thing, we can just identify the, 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 the problem, if you like. Addiction, yeah. Isolation, yes, these are, these are evil things, yes? Unforgiveness. Unforgiveness, yeah. Anger. Anger. Mm-hmm. Fear. Fear, yeah. I think a lot of mental health, perhaps all of it. Yeah, mental health, big, big thing nowadays. We're becoming more aware of it as well yeah, yeah. now that we're, we're allowed to talk about it. Um, I'm wondering whether you might just consider something where um, uh, you might think to yourself, okay, this is how I've, this is how I'm, what, what is my struggle at the moment? What, what, is, what is the struggle that I'm going through? Um, the, the reason why, um, because I think when we start to name things, so self-doubt, when we start to name something and identify it and expose it, and say it for what it is, we have our first step in overcoming it. You know, Jesus, when he was, he met that guy with the, de- the demons, and what did he, the, 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 the lots of demons in it, and he said, what is your name? Yeah. Yeah. And then the demons, so we're, we're legion because there's lots of us. Once Jesus had done that, the, the demons were exposed, he then started to take authority from that moment onwards. Okay, and there are so many things uh, that we feel as though in our world that we can't talk about. Like mental health is a good one because now we're starting to talk about it as a whole population. But for many years, we can talk about that. Yeah, uh, suicide is one that still, if you notice, when someone keep, I mean, I'm very sensitive to this as you can as you can understand. But when someone has killed themselves in the news that they're famous, it will say that they have died, and and they won't give you the circumstances. They don't want to give you the circumstances. It's too, it's too, I don't know what it is too. It's too demonic. <laughs> in a way, there's too something, there's too some, something going on that people don't want to talk about it because then if we talk about it, mm, but actually if we say this is what it is, 
we can we can we start. I'm not saying we completely dominate it straight away, but we are on the on the right road for sort of starting to take authority over it. That makes sense. So I want you just to think and and say to yourselves: Is there something I'm struggling? Is there something I struggle with? You may already know that. You may know what that thing is. Okay. You may know what that evil is and and the struggles that you face or have faced or continuing to face. Or you may even know um, that there is something coming up in your life that you think I know that this is going to be hard I know this is going to be a struggle I know that things are going to be thrown at me um, and, and so we've, we've already um, listed some of those things um, there's the whole kind of things that you would find in scripture as well there's relationships that, that don't work um, we've talked about anxiety um, bereavement you know when that comes that just can really for some people can just take their life away uh, um, betrayal when someone is betrayed as Jesus was you know and had, why, why did Judas what we know that in Judas what does it say Satan entered him we are exposing that by reading that and as Judas betrayed Jesus we realise that there's Satan's at work in that okay and for the church at the time I'm guessing a lot of their um in, in Ephesians day, if you like, in, in the, when this was written, there would have been a whole lot of persecution. And, and so the writer of this would have been having in mind, Paul would have had in mind, that, um, you know, church, this stuff, when they chuck you in jail, or when they beat you up, or when they're, they're speaking to you and degrading you, or not allowing you to participate in the rest of the community, that isn't just the flesh and blood of what's going on. <coughs> There's a spiritual thing at work in that. Yeah? So, there we go. That's a starting point. Um, now, just as going off now, recently um, we've been listening to the Narnia stories on, on audiobooks when we've been on long journeys, haven't we, Ella? And um, I, I really have enjoyed it. I don't know about you. Um, and, and also now, uh, as a family, we're going through the books by um, Tolkien, the, the Hobbit, and The Lord of the Rings. And you read and understand those stories, and I'm sure... Uh, like many other uh, good stories and great literature or art or music, it starts to open up our minds to a world beyond our world. So I don't know if you've ever read those kind of things and been in, in exposed to that kind of thing. You start to see things and colours and sounds and words and sensations and feelings. They're opened up to us where you wouldn't otherwise have seen them. You know, so you're going through the wardrobe or you're, you're in this land where there are hobbits and there are goblins and there are elves and all these kind of things and you see beyond and it's almost like this kind of uh, uh, literature opened your eyes to see things more than what they are and, and see a new world which can be explored and in Christ Paul is saying a whole new world a whole new universe has opened up to us we realise that, that we are more than just flesh and blood yeah which uh, we're more than just what we can see. Our struggles are not just with flesh and blood. There are spiritual forces at play in the world. Darkness and evil working beyond the things that are obvious to us. Um, and, and that is our struggle. So Paul is saying, you know, actually I, I, I want you to know that it is not just the bruise on your face that, that a fist has created. But there is a spiritual struggle involved here. And that suffering and injustice and evil... They are in the world, but there's, a, there's, there's, there's something behind what you're experiencing. 
And, and I don't think that we should feel just sorry for ourselves as Christians in that because that's something that happens to everybody, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's not just the church. Um, uh, I'm not sure that Satan has any favourites. <laughs> you know, he, he, or, or what's the opposite of favourites? Unfavourites. You know, he, you know he, he doesn't just have um, people that he dislikes in particular. I don't think, because evil is evil and it affects everybody. And, and there is a spiritual struggle in our world, if you know that. You, know, you go to any country, whether it's a Christian country or not, whether they worship Jesus or whether they worship another God, there is a struggle of good against evil. Um, and I don't think that's an exclusively Christian thing. The good news for us, though, is that through Jesus, we actually have some kind of answer to it. Whereas in else, elsewhere, I don't know whether there, there is necessarily. Um, and the answer is beyond, uh, beyond ourselves. It's not in, in us. It's actually in God himself. And that Jesus has opened our eyes to see th- things as for what they are. And that we have the strength, as it says here, to stand against it. Not in my strength, because you, I'm sure you know that when something happens, you try and deal with it yourself. And there ain't a lot left. Not a lot we got. But it says here we have a struggle in verse 12. And by the way, it's not something we choose to participate in. You don't think, right, I'm a Christian now. I think, I'm, I think I'll opt out of the spiritual struggle. Or I'm a Christian now. Yes, sign me up for the spiritual struggle. No, we're all in this. Because like I say, whether before we're Christians and after we're Christians, and whether you're a Christian or not, there is a spiritual struggle. You're in it whether you like it or not. Or not. Um, and if you think about it, that's why stories like Star Wars... For instance, just came to my mind, you know, the struggle, the, the universe struggle of good against evil. That's why that resonates with so many people, not just because of all the lasers and the, the lightsabers and all that kind of thing, but because it's talking about good versus evil. I was thinking, even the Lion King, which, you know, if you know the Lion King, there's good and evil. In every story, you'll probably find it, won't you? Because that's it's a universal thing. But in Christ, we have a way of standing up. Under it, we have a way of standing firm. We face evil days, as it say here, as the deep day of evil comes. Some will have more of that than others. Some of us will be tested more than others. I can't explain that to you. I'm not about to, and I don't have an answer for that. There are times of testing. There are, sometimes it comes. Sometimes it isn't there. There are times of suffering. There are times of difficulty. And the question is, how are we going to cope? How are we going to cope? It's not like, you know, um, I'll just bury my head in the sand and pretend this is not going to happen. It will happen in some way, shape or form to all of us. There will be spiritual struggles. But in in verse 11, it says here, put on the full armour of God so you can stand against the devil's schemes. And if you remember earlier in Ephesians, it talked about putting off the old and putting on the new. And I think this is almost the climax of putting on the new. That, that it's actually giving us some tangible things here we can put on a new clothing which is strong and is powerful and we, give the, we get ourselves this outfit which is fit for the purpose of standing against evil in the world around us I was thinking about this you know if we have this massive boulder and we try to move it ourselves you know I don't like getting my hands dirty let alone try you know some of us would give it a good push but you know, that's just not going to work. But in Christ, we've been given this massive 
well, kind of like a pneumatic crowbar where we can start to move things where otherwise we couldn't have done it. We've, we've been given the tools to assist us because we are strong in what? We are strong in the Lord and his mighty power. His mighty power. Not my strength, not your strength, but his mighty power. We put on the armour of God. It's his armour, all of it. So when we start thinking about this, remember that when we talk about you put on the breastplate of righteousness, we're not talking about your righteousness. I know one of Keith's verses that you'll quote is that our righteousness is like filthy rags. I've heard you say that a number of times. Filthy rags, not much good in a fight when somebody's jabbing you with a sword. Yeah, But we put on his righteousness. This is Jesus's stuff okay um it's his salvation you know i'm not trusting in my salvation for saving myself i'm not trusting in keith saving me i'm trusting in his salvation and so all these things are tailor-made for us to to fight the battles that, that that come against us put on the full armor of god so that when the day of evil comes you may be able to stand your ground we're preparing ourselves. I've seen so many people crumble because they are not prepared to face the day. Whatever that day is. And so Paul is saying, you are now in Christ, so take advantage of it. Get this stuff in you and on you so that when the difficult days come, when the persecutions come, when the, when the attacks, when somebody starts to attack our self-esteem comes, when somebody has a difficult day at work and they see this violence or this anger uh, flare up, you are prepared and you have something that helps you in, an, in that mo- moment. Some of those things, like I say, you will know are coming. You will know at some point you will lose the people that are close to you around you. We will all be bereaved. We know that comes. But yet a lot of us don't want to prepare ourselves for that. We kind of, oh no, don't want to deal with that now. But more often than not, the things that come against us will take us by surprise. You know, none of us prepares ourselves for a betrayal. None of us prepares ourselves that we're going to start to get anxious about something. No, no one prepares. No one says, "Oh, well, tomorrow I'll be sick." <laughs> you know, tomorrow I'll get diagnosed with cancer because, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. You know, none, none of us starts to think like that, do we? You know, these things often they come take their legs out from underneath us so Paul says prepare yourself not prepare yourself for the worst I'm not being depressing I hope and, and you know being all morbid but prepare yourself for life prepare yourself for this life in the world we live in be prepared in God's mighty strength to stand and I think too often as Christians we, we know we have this kit but it's kept in a wardrobe somewhere you know, and I don't know if anything. I was we we're fixing some shelves in Ella's wardrobe, and I did notice at the back there are a few things that might have got lost or forgotten through time because you just haven't worn them. You know, so you find a scrunched-up pair of socks and a you know in a t-shirt. Oh, that's where that t-shirt got to. You know, and sometimes we treat this armor of God a bit like that. It's like I'll, I'll get it when I need it, and then when you come to the cupboard, you think, Oh, hang on a second, I've got and this doesn't match this, and this you know don't know what to do with it. But put it on now. Be prepared for whatever happens. Don't just focus on one of these things either. Just you need you need all of this. So, 
Okay, this is pictorial language, isn't it? We're talking about the armour of God. We're talking about the helmet of salvation, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness. It's very pictorial. And I think it's very good to stop and meditate on this armour and, and think, okay, how, what, this, is, this is good. Um, think about the different parts that it's protecting in our lives. Uh, that, that, for instance, the belt, belt of truth, people talk about that holding everything together, that truth holds everything together because a, a belt would have girded everything together in a... In a Roman soldiers uh, kit if you like and that can be helpful but I want us to really think how does this work in the real world and Wendy and Brian were already starting to, 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 to figure some of those things out um, how does this work what, what does the helmet of salvation what does that really mean to me yeah, it's a nice picture nice idea but what does it really mean and usually at this point in the sermon you would expect the preacher to say I'm now going to explain Okay, but I want us to do some talking today. I'm submitting to you as you submit to me, like from last last few weeks. Okay, and I want us to get together and I want us to discuss how this works in the real world for you and for us. Okay, so we're going to have to get into groups. There's probably enough for maybe I don't know three or four groups. How many are there? Yeah, um, and I want us to talk together. Try not to talk in metaphor. Try not to talk in pictures or generalities. You know, that's that's easy. We can. Oh yes, yes. The the shield of faith. Well, when those fiery darts of the enemy come, and they do, don't they? From time to time, I just re-raise my shield of faith and quench those darts. Yeah. What does that mean? What are those fiery darts? Yeah. Some of us have already identified some of them. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we did that. Um, but what does it mean to raise the shield of faith? How does that work in reality? What are you going to do? How are you going to do that? Because when somebody does shout at you in the playground, oh, Isabel, you're just so tall. And you, you think to myself, oh, I didn't realise I was so tall. Oh, no, my whole self-image has gone down the drain. And What are you going to do about that? I'd be very happy. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Isabel, you're so short then, in that case, you know. <laughs> do you know? What are we going to do when that really happens? That's a fiery dart. How are we going to deal with it? Yeah? Are we going to punch them in the face? or? Well, you could do. Is that the Jesus way, though? Okay. Um, you know, think about what are these shoes of the gospel of peace? What is the helmet of salvation? How does that work in our lives? Um, over to you. So let's just spend five, ten minutes talking about that. If we, I've got, if it helps, they fell off my piano. Where did I put them? Thank you. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Well, I'm going to, we're going to wrap it. We, see, the thing is, when you preach, it always goes on longer. So you notice this, <clears throat> especially when all of you preach at the same time. Um, I, I just want to, I didn't, what I could have done today is could have said, oh, breastplate is this. Sword is this. I mean, I can give you some thoughts on that. And then you think, well, I've got that answer. But I think it's good for us to do the thinking on this because otherwise it just becomes just a, I don't know, becomes a bit too, um, what's the word? That's how we grow. You, you grow, but also if it, it just becomes just, I, well, if, no, this is what I, I didn't want to do. Because I don't think I have, or I don't have all of our life experience. So there may be an issue that you have that I don't have. So I don't know how this is going to work for you because I haven't been there. 
and vice versa. So I think it's good to, to talk these things through and share it. And, then, and as we go along, you might say to yourself, you might realise in a month's time, think, do you know what? This happened to me and I realised that this was good for me. This, the sword of the spirit in this way or the belt of truth in this way. Or the... So keep thinking about it. Keep preparing yourselves in it because it's a life's work, isn't it? But um, yeah, maybe the conversation can carry on. I'm going to pray because it's... Uh, let's pray in the spirit <coughs> on all occasions uh, and, and wrap all this up. Lord, we just um, bring all this to you. I just thank you that you are moving amongst us and um, challenging us. And I pray, help us to learn how to put this, this armour on in very practical and real ways. And just teach us to, to live in a, in a real, down-to-earth way and how we, we live standing against the evil in this world. And let us, in doing so, let us be light your light in the world around us that we may shine in the darkness because we are those that stand not in our righteousness but your righteousness not in our made up truth but in your truth not with a a peace that we manufacture but a a peace that you give to us that we bring into situations and so on Lord just teach us how to walk in these things in a real and tangible way so that when things do come against us we are able to stand and say you are my salvation and I know that, regardless. So Lord, we, we pray for ourselves. Help us in all of this, that we may be strong in the Lord and in your mighty power. And I pray particularly for people that maybe they identified struggles they had personally, that you would give them uh, the, the tools they need uh, to, to overcome the, the devil. Come Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Amen.